You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. T-G-I-F. Happy Friday, everyone. Uh, you made it through another week and sure hope to see you on an Eastside campus or online this weekend or at the Life Springs Christian Church in Las Vegas as we head into week two of our Recalibrate series. Well, let me ask you something. Has this ever happened to you? you? You get all pumped up about reading the Bible. And so where do you begin? Most begin at the beginning, at Genesis. And I mean, like Genesis is incredible. The creation of the world, the first man, the first woman, there's sin, there's naked people. There's God putting a plan in place to restore sinful people to him. There's Noah and the flood. There's Joseph and his coat of many colors. It's quite exciting reading. Then you hit Exodus and there's baby Moses floating down the river in a basket. There's 10 plagues on Egypt. There's the Red Sea parting, the 10 commandments, manna from heaven water from a rock, a a cloud to guide them by day, a pillar of fire by night. It's unbelievable. Genesis and Exodus are just really exciting reading. And then you hit Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy. I would not start your Bible reading plan at the beginning of Genesis if I were. You know where I would start? I would start in the New Testament of the Bible, in the Gospel of Luke. And just read a chapter a day. At a set time each day, the New Testament begins with the birth of Jesus, goes forward, and then just keep reading through the rest of the New Testament. You could read a chapter a day in a few minutes. And then when you're done, then maybe go back and read the Old Testament, which is the story of creation all the way up to the birth of Jesus, because then you'll have a better understanding of the Old Testament after you've read the New Testament, or just read the New Testament over a few times. You can do it all in five, ten minutes a day. And as you're reading, if you find a favorite or a meaningful verse, um, insight, underline it. Trust me, lightning will not strike you if you write in your Bible. And as you read the Bible, Here's what I want to ask you to do. Focus on life change. Friends, this is ultimately why we study the Bible, not to get more knowledge, but to be transformed. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 19, whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Notice that word practices. What's the use of getting the Bible in your hand if you're not going to do something with it in your life and get it in your heart? Do you know what the greatest danger of Bible study is? James 1.22 says, Don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but letting the word of God go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear, James says. You know, you can fool yourself, James said. You can hear a lot of people talk about the Bible and you can fool yourself into thinking that you're growing spiritually, that great things are happening in your relationship with God, when all that's really happening is you're just listening to other people talk about it. The question anytime we study the Bible is, what will you do about what you've read, what you've studied? Maybe a good practice would be to write after you study the Bible, just something like, I will do blank, and then fill in the blank. Friends, this is an amazing book, and I can tell you, I have no regrets in my life where I have followed the wisdom of this book. On the other hand, I have mountains of regrets for the times I haven't followed the wisdom of the Bible. 
And like just speaking to you as just a friend, just a guy, not a pastor, I can tell you, I love this book. This book has led me to a life-changing relationship with Jesus, the forgiver and leader of my life. This book has taught me how to be a husband and a father and a grandfather, how to handle my money, how to reconcile bruised relationships. This book is showing me how to build relationships that will last for eternity. This book has comforted me in heartbreak, strengthened me in times of weakness, comforted me when I was messing up. This book has given me perspective on my past, wisdom for the present, hope for the future, and this book describes the incredible place where I'm going to spend eternity. Friends, I've reached a point in my life, I don't know how I could possibly go through one day without the help and wisdom of this book. But you've got a choice to make today, and at the start of this new year, what are you going to do with this book in 2022. I hope and pray that you'll find yourself having a new motivation to take the Bible off the shelf or open up your Bible app on your phone because it's worth it, it's worth it, it's worth it to go to any extreme you must go to to understand and apply these words of life. God, I thank you for this book and I pray this week we've been motivated to just even take a few minutes each day and to open these words of life and to allow your Holy Spirit to speak through those words off the page and into our lives, into our souls. Give us guidance. Give us direction. Give us correction. Give us values. Lead us in this new year. And God, I just pray you'll touch the services at Eastside this weekend in a powerful way. Do a work in our hearts and lives. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey. Catch you back here next Monday. It's been an honor to spend the week with you.